What is up, my fellow podcast people? I hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Monday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin, the language nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube, but also secondarily on medium.com where I do some weekly blog posts every single Sunday and occasionally whenever I feel like posting on Tumblr and on Musical.ly. My handle on all these platforms is exactly the same. It is at polyglotazrin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T-A-Z or Z, depending on your country, R-E-N. And welcome to another podcast episode. I'm very, very excited to be recording this one here. I want to do something today that's a little bit different because I had a realization. I realized recently that a good percentage of my audience is self-teaching themselves a language. What I mean by that is instead of relying on or relying heavily on language classes or or tutoring, private tutoring or anything like that, instead of relying heavily on that to learn a language, they're relying instead on using resources themselves to teach themselves the language. Whether that means going through a grammar book by yourself, whether that means using an audio program to teach yourself a language, whether that means using YouTube videos or Facebook videos or Facebook groups, Instagram accounts that teach specific languages, whatever it is, right? Using applications like Duolingo, you, you know, a good percent of my audience is using tools and trying to implement or, or, or include those tools into their day-to-day lives to teach themselves whatever language. And I realized that a lot of my content doesn't, isn't always specifically targeted or specifically designed for that group of people. And so I thought today I'd make this podcast and specifically just give you a bunch of different tips, a bunch of advice, a bunch of best practices in my experience um, that would help this particular group of people, people who are self-teaching. And yeah, let's just jump right in. I think the very first thing, the number one thing I would recommend is you've got to get out of your own bedroom or you got to get out of your own office. What I mean by that is I find that many self-learners, right, what they do is they sit in their rooms or they sit in their offices or maybe they, they're in their car and they're listening to a podcast in their car. You have a specific location, whatever that location is, right, your work or wherever. You have this location where you study your languages from. And that's kind of what you do. You sit in that spot or you stand in that spot, you whatever, you are in that spot and you're writing in your textbook. Like you're going through your textbook, you're writing the new words, you're writing practice sentences. Maybe you're talking to yourself with those, those, those practice sentences. Maybe you're listening to things on an audio to practice listening to those, um, those sentences or those words or those vocabulary points or those whatever. But I highly recommend you've got to find ways to get out of that usual environment where you study. And actually, weirdly, even people that are heavily relying on classes, this is something I recommend for them as well. You gotta get out of the classroom. Well, I'm telling you self-learners, right? You've gotta get out of your office. You gotta get out of your car. You gotta get out of wherever you study your languages from generally. You've gotta get out of that environment more often, right? Because what happens is the reality is that whether it's classrooms, whether it's you're a self-learner that's that your self-learner that just learns themselves typically from their office whatever that usual environment is you get used to that environment and eventually you get very cozy and very comfortable with that environment and you get into this space you get into this cocoon and you're not actually putting yourself in scenarios that require you to apply the knowledge that you have 
And if you're not putting yourself in, in scenarios to apply the knowledge, it's only going to take your learning so far. It's like I used to play soccer, right? For 13 years, I played soccer. Or if you're from Europe or whatnot, football or from South America, football, whatever, right? I used to play that sport with the ball that you kick, right? <laughs> I did that for 13 years. And here's the thing. If we only went to practices, if all I ever did was drills, go to practice, practice with my team, do scrimmages with the team, have practice games, like 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 do running drills and, and, and pass the ball and do all that. If that's all I ever did, of course I would get a lot better. Of course I would improve. Of course I could shoot a lot better. Of course I could, you know, I, you know, on a theoretical level, like I would I would get better. My skills would get better. But you have to play against other teams. You have to. You've got to play games, right? Because the games, when that other team tries a maneuver on you that you've never even thought about, or when they try a specific deke, or they try to like, you know, they they like they do something you've never seen and it works on you and they score, you learn from that mistake, right? Or you, you that's where you really can learn a lot. And so you've got to leave that usual environment. That's gonna, it's gonna accelerate. It's really gonna accelerate things for you. I highly, 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 highly recommend you do that. I even think it's probably, you know, you don't need to leave all the time, but stretching that comfort zone and putting yourself in scenarios where you need to apply the knowledge, it's a really good idea. Um, I think number two for self-language or self-taught language learners, uh, you got to stick to a program. One thing I've consistently seen um, is a lot of people will bounce around with different programs and applications. They'll use an application for a bit, and then they change. They use that for a bit, and then they change. They change. They change. They change. They change. They change. And you're spending so much time bouncing around that you don't actually spend any energy or time on making progress in the language. I think a lot of people do that. So I'd be very mindful, you know, it, it's okay, by the way, I'd be very, okay, let me say this clearly. I'd be very mindful that you're not switching around too much. There is value in switching around to find a program or an application or something that works for you. There is value in doing that. But make sure you're not consistently, make sure that's not all you're doing. Like, be careful with that. Be mindful around that. Um, I think number three for self-language learners, there's a piece of accountability that is missing. Most people are not accountable to themselves. And when they say they're going to study at a specific time, they don't because there's no one to quote unquote force you or encourage you or add a level of accountability to make sure you do it. And so what self-language learners, what tends to happen is that you're incredibly unproductive um, because you are not studying enough hours, even though you have the time to do so. So I would just be very mindful of that to make sure that you are actually putting in a decent amount of time, the appropriate amount of time to make the progress that you are looking to make in the language that you are learning. I think also with these, uh, with self-language learners, um, I would be, I would be careful to not just use applications. Language learning apps are really good. There are a lot of good ones out there and they can be really fantastic. Um, but I find, and, and, I, and this is just my experience, maybe I'm wrong on this, but based on what I've seen anyway, the applications will only take you so far. Does that make sense? Like they're not gonna, usually they're not gonna allow you to become 100% fluent per se. And so you can't solely rely on an application. As a matter of fact, one thing, this is a really good thing. I wasn't planning on talking about this, but it came to mind right now. A really good hack, a really good system, a really good thing that can work for self-taught language learners is to have a tutor or take a class on a semi-regular basis, whether it's weekly, 
whether it's bi-weekly, like whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a lot. It doesn't have to be 10 hours a week or intensive or, or six hours a week. It could be one hour a week, really. But what that's going to do is it's going to give you a level of, because you're going to be seeing a teacher, you know you're gonna be seeing a person, it's gonna make you actually spend time on a lot of the self-teaching self resources that you are using at home. Because you know, oh crap, I'm seeing my teacher in four days. I better do something to make sure I don't look like an idiot in the class, right? It's gonna give that incentive or that, that, that motivation or that motive for you to actually go and use a lot of your home resources. Similarly, um, the other thing I like about, and this is a similar piece of advice, I, I do think one of the struggles that <clears throat> self-taught language learners have is a lack of direction. One thing I've been doing recently is actually doing a lot of Facebook polls on my Facebook page. It's been giving me really, uh, really good insights as to what to talk about in my content and what to do with my students and really how to help you guys best. It's been really good. Um, but one of the insights I recently got was how many people just feel lost. How many self-language learners don't know what their next step should be? They don't know what they should be focusing on, what their, you know, what their biggest weaknesses are, what their strengths are. They don't know, understandably so, because they don't have someone to guide their process, right? As a result, um, one thing I would just recommend, it just goes back to the advice of having a tutor or a teacher. I think using, I think relying on your own resources as a 70% or 80% um, thing but using your teacher as that remaining 20% to give you the guidance and the feedback and the, um, I guess you could say the, the direction that you might need to help you establish your next steps, to help you establish, hey, this is what you really suck at, this is what you should probably work on, to establish like, hey, this thing that the application told you, we don't actually say that in spoken language. Like that kind of stuff is gonna be really useful for you. Um, and so, yeah, I think it's just helpful to have a teacher or a native speaker, advanced speakers kind of involved in your process. Um, it just helps so much. And it's a pretty, like, if you're not taking intensive classes or, have, or relying solely on a teacher, um, I think that can be a very cost effective, like not a very expensive way, an inexpensive way to keep yourself on track. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, so I think we can wrap this podcast up there. We're going for just over 10 minutes. So thanks so much for listening. Um, really appreciate your attention. Appreciate your ear. Um, it just means a lot to me. And um, yeah, I guess we'll chat next time. Bye for now.